1: It's a pleasure to welcome to the show Jason Miller. He is the CEO of Getter. And if you don't know about Getter and you're a conservative, as you probably are as a listener to the Bruce Hooley show on 94.5 The Answer in Dayton and 98.9 The Answer in Columbus, you should go there because it's a very friendly environment for conservatives. It's uh, Twitter without the knuckleheads, I would say. So Jason, how do you like my summation of Getter, Twitter without the knuckleheads?
2: I think that's fantastic. You know, one of the things that we're so excited about with Getter is that we're truly the all in one free speech platform. And so we treat everybody the same, whether they're left of center or right of center. But that's really the the core philosophy. We oppose cancel culture and we support free speech. And we believe that these digital town squares should be open to everybody and there should never be, say, the big tech social media oligarchs picking winners and losers depending on whether or not they agree with what you have to say.
0: Yeah,
1: I should have qualified it. It's Twitter without the knuckleheads, but not because the knuckleheads aren't welcome. You guys are letting anybody post things on your site. It's just that my experience has been that a lot of times people on the left don't want to engage because conservatives want to engage on ideas. And my argument is that conservatives always have the better ideas because they come from a point of logic and truth.
2: Exactly. And the other thing, too, that we're branching out, not only do we have our, the traditional timeline uh, is a, that you might see on, say, Twitter or Facebook, uh, but we also have live streaming, which uh, folks from not just all around the U.S., but all around the world are participating in, and we're starting to become a real destination place for content creators. And so we have these live streams that are happening all the time that are fantastic, and people are really saying, you know what, it's not just that I want to go and post what I want to say, but if I want to go and broadcast it because we see the censorship coming from YouTube and from Facebook, here's a place to go and do it uh, for free and where you know that no one's going to come in and say, well, you can't say that because it's politically unpopular.
1: Jason Miller is our guest. He's the CEO of Getter Social Media Marketplace, and it is spelled G-E-T-T-R. Go to dot com and join as I have done, and you'll find some of my content there, and we intend to post the Bruce Hooley Show there on a live stream very, very soon, incorporating it with our other live streams. So, Jason, you are uh, a guy who people may remember from the Trump years. You were senior advisor to President Trump. And uh, your opinion on politics is one that people pay attention to and watch. And I'm sure you're watching closely the Biden administration and where we're headed in terms of the midterm election. And But I just think that the Republicans are really going to have to mess this up in the fall uh, in order to not get control of both the Senate and the House. Do you concur with that assessment?
2: You know, the House is a slam dunk. Uh, The House is going to be uh, relatively easy. I mean, it's a a matter of, you know, do we pick up uh, 20, 30, 40, or even something uh, generationally massive in the, you know, 50 to 60 type range. When you go through this Senate map, uh, and obviously in my opinion, I think J.D. Vance will make a great general election candidate there in Ohio, um, and uh, that's a a great pick for, for the state. Some of these races are pretty tough. It just, you know, every two years you have a third of the Senate that's up and, um, you know, a little bit nervous about a couple of the battles. So, for example, I mean, you know, Nevada, uh, for example, is going to be a tough race with uh, Cortez Masto, who's the uh, Democrat incumbent. You look at Maggie Hassan in New Hampshire, look at Mark Kelly in Arizona, a number of these are, are going to be tough races. Right now, I have a, Republicans netting a plus two in the Senate, which you take it from the fifty. 52, 52, 48, which obviously is better than 50, 50 with the Democrats controlling it. But that's that's where the big battleground is really going to be.
1: Jason Miller is our guest, CEO of Getter, G-E-T-T-R. You can follow him on Getter, at Jason Miller in D.C. Yeah, I saw an assessment on Fox a week or so ago of the generic ballot, and they projected an 11-seat gain for Republicans in the Senate. I mean, as much as I'd love to have a filibuster-proof majority, I don't think that's realistic. What do you think of uh, the Georgia race, Raphael Warnock- Herschel Walker, and then a lot of attention on Pennsylvania and the Republican primary there. Kathy Barnett making a late run, but uh, Dr. Oz has former President Trump's endorsement.
2: Yeah, I think that, you know, roll call ranked him out. And they had that Nevada race as being the most likely to uh, switch, which um, actually I'd put number one, Raphael Warnock, who of course won that, uh, that two-year uh, unexpired term there in Georgia. So that's going to be Herschel Walker against Raphael Warnock. And I think Herschel just Beats Warnock like a drum. I think that's uh, Warnock is just he's complete crazy town. He's way out there. Feel very very good about that. And Herschel's a a solid guy. I've had the opportunity to spend a little bit time with him. Ron Johnson, Wisconsin, will be a tough hold for us, but I think we should be in good shape. Mark Kelly in Arizona is going to be the Democrat incumbent. There is going to be real tough. I'm not sure uh, at the moment. Uh, I'm not convinced that we're going to knock him off. Same thing with Maggie Hassan in New, New Hampshire. I think Marco Rubio, the Republican incumbent in Florida, is fine. But when you talk about Pennsylvania, that's the expiring term of Pat Toomey, the Republican who's leaving. I feel good ish about it. I am worried that as nasty and negative as this primary has gotten, Uh, someone uh, told me that I think the pro McCormick or anti Oz Super PAC has spent upwards of thirty million dollars attacking Dr. Oz in this primary, and obviously there's been a little bit fired back at McCormick, but uh, not nearly as much. And then, you know, President Trump just put out a statement a little while ago saying that do not go to Barnett, stick with Dr. Oz. So I, I am a little bit worried that the-, the heated primary could be something that that comes back to bite us in the fall. But Connor Lamb, I think, is a-, a bit of a paper tiger on the Democrat side, so I still feel good-ish about our chances, but. That's a bit of a downgrade, uh, in in my opinion, just because of the negativity.
1: Jason, I'd be interested to get your viewpoint on what shakes out if the Supreme Court opinion comes down 5-4, as we expect, on the overturn of Roe v.ersus Wade. Is there going to be a tempering of the shrill and shrieking reaction once abortion activists realize that their love for democracy won't actually be taken away from them and it will be returned to the states? Or because it's just been something that they've had unfettered access to for fifty years, it'll never die down.
2: So here is my opinion: has shifted a little bit. And, you know, when the the leaked report first came out, or the leaked uh, uh, draft, I should say, because it's uh, the leaked draft opinion. My first thought it was just kind of the uh oh and this, is the, <laughs> this no. is the this is the one way that um, was somehow we could have um, uh, biden inflation or any of the other crazy dynamics war in Ukraine, um, uh, that we could actually overshadow some of these things that Joe Biden has messed up, but as we 've now gone a couple of weeks since that leak, the world has not stopped revolving, and I think what has happened is I kind of take a step back and look at this from the big picture. You know, over during COVID, during um, not just the the two Trump runs, but then the two Obama runs. Prior to that, over this last, let's just say, uh, say 14, 15 years or so, the country has really essentially kind of self-divided. Um, Republicans want to live in red areas. Democrats want to live in blue areas and the uh, people are already kind of baking that into to their calculations now a lot of it's not i mean i'd say the the you know tiny fractional minority are making those decisions purely on life issues. I think most of it that we've seen recently has been, say, on COVID. And people have made decisions: decision, do I want to live in a state that's going to be more open, or do I want to live in a state that's going to be more closed? And so I, I don't think it's going to be quite the explosion that many people thought. Um, but I would, from just a purely political side, I would love it if this opinion came out sooner rather than later. So there'd be plenty of time between that and the, uh, the midterm elections coming up in
1: November. Yeah, I concur with that as well. Well, Jason Miller, our guest, he is the CEO of Getter, dot G-E-T-T-R, com. Jason, as we wrap up, what's on the horizon for Getter? And uh, make your pitch for people to think a little bit larger than they may be thinking now if they're exclusively on a microblogging site like Twitter. I know you can get more on with Getter. You have a bigger character limit, so tell them the benefits of Getter.
2: Absolutely. So in addition to having a free speech platform where nobody is going to be censored or shadow banned or deplatformed for their political opinions, we also have the live streaming that I talked about and some real great original programming. Again, you can get the app on Apple or Google Play or go to getter dot com, com. We have some really cool things coming up. We're launching Vision, which is our short video competitor to TikTok and Instagram Reels, will be a part of Getter, part of the Getter app, and that'll be coming out on June one to everyone on the platform. So imagine uh, being able to have a a TikTok or instagram reels like short video format but none of your data is going to the ccp and you're not going to be shadow banned or censored Mm. like uh, like tiktok is starting to do in a big way and then we'll have dms uh, that we're launching direct messages uh, middle of june and so we have great features that are just right around the corner
1: and i thank you for taking the time to come and join us today We'll have to watch and see how Getter flourishes once Elon Musk gets a hold of Twitter, how Twitter changes, but Getter right now is a very friendly place for conservatives. It's a key component in my show prep. Yes, I'm headed to Northeast Ohio for a charity auction for a Christian school. Uh, I love doing charity auctions, emceeing it. This one I just get to enjoy. I don't have to do anything. And uh, shout out to my friends in New Albany, LifeWise Academy. We raised uh, a lot of money. I'll say that. For LifeWise Academy a couple weeks ago on a Saturday night. Thank you to uh, Andy and everybody out there in New Albany who made that happen and great people. I love meeting people who understand that our country can come back and can be what it was intended to be, founded to be. Only if we get back in touch with the true foundations of our country, which are based in a faith in or respect for a holy God. Okay, so um, that's what I've learned from talking to a lot of you who I've interacted with over the last few weeks. Last Saturday, I think I talked to five people who had responded to me on Patriot Switch. They wanted to be intentional with their shopping dollars. They want to take market share away from woke companies that donate to BLM, Planned Parenthood, Human Rights Commission, the transgender agenda, LGBTQ causes. So, yeah, I love talking to you. I love the movement, but I love talking to you because you strengthen me. And I'd love to come and talk to your group. Um, Speak on a Sunday morning for your pastor or not political, but I'd talk about my faith or address your service group although it's kind of hard when you do an 11 to 1 show because most of your service groups meet at noon but I'm passionate about culture having to turn around and we have to return to God to turn our culture around and we'll talk to our next guest about that Andrew Clavin. it's one of the reasons why I'm a big fan of the Daily Wire Ben Shapiro Ben Shapiro's Jewish he's not an evangelical Christian he's not a messianic Jew but Ben Shapiro Dennis Prager same They both understand that God's authority is immovable. We're going to talk about that more in the 1230 hour, the 1230 half hour of the show. There's an interesting, and by interesting, I mean uh, depressing study from Arizona Christian University uh, where my wife used to work and where my father-in-law worked for a long time, long enough to have the uh, business wing of the business school named after him. Uh, And George Barna, who's a researcher Of great renown did a survey of pastors in the United States and how many of them hold to a biblical worldview. As I said, it's an interesting study and it's a depressing study, but it's nevertheless one we need to examine. And so we will examine that at 1230 today. Uh, You know, of course, that this LGBTQ agenda out there is unrelenting. I say the left never holds a victory party. They're always pushing, 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 pushing for more. And because I have a new audience on 94.5 The Answer in Dayton, I want you to be clear. I do not sanction and will not approve of any kind of individual targeting of people because they have a different morality than I do. They're LGBTQ+. I view them as trapped in a lifestyle that will be damaging for them. That is my objection to it. It is not to uh, denigrate them personally, but it is born out of my genuine concern for them to live the way God intends for them to live and He intends for them to live the way that's best for them. Hence, I advocate for the kind of morality that is truth because God determines what truth is. Man does not. So that's why I am sounding the alarm about the LGBTQ agenda in our schools because it is absolutely positively indoctrination. The left cannot get everything they want from Congress. They cannot get everything they want who grew up in America when America was a different place and it would have been it would have been viewed as a mental illness as it is a mental illness. To believe that merely because you say you are a woman, you are a woman, even if you have uh, male genitalia. That would have been viewed as, because it is, a mental illness. And a mental illness is not a, a denigrating statement. It is a factual statement when you have a disconnect between your biological reality and your cognitive assumptions. It's no different than an anorexic. They think they're fat. They look in the mirror. They think they're fat. They're not fat. They purge. You would not tell an anorexic, you know what? You're right. You are fat. You should lose weight. No, you would never do that. But similarly, we do that all the time. Now the viewpoint of the medical profession is gender affirming. We're gender affirming. And they say, well, look at the the suicide rate. It's astronomical. Yeah, it is astronomical because you're affirming someone who inside is at odds with the way God intends them to live and they feel inner guilt, shame, and lack of peace, that's where the high suicide rate comes from. It does not come from them being demonized because they are gay or because they are transgender. Here's Joe Rogan, who the more he talks, the more sense he makes on the subject of grooming and these crazy, evil people who want to bring their sexuality into the classroom for kindergartners, first, second, and third graders.
2: How do you feel about education? I think it's critical. It's very important. Yeah. How do you feel about indoctrination by people that are educators? I don't like that at
1: all. There's two different, very different things because right. there's a lot of crazy people that wind up being teachers. Someone said to me that not all, that term groomer, a lot of people don't like that term online. They're very upset. Yeah, yeah. But they're real. Right. There are groomers. You, you don't like it? Do you not like it because you don't want children to be groomed? Or do you not like it because it's a pejorative that's used against the left? Which is, I think, more likely. Well, yeah. here's what's more important. Not have people groom your kids. That's what's more important than you getting uncomfortable with this word because it's used by people on the right. Like I saw someone as an argument, someone who I think is an intelligent person, say that there should be a block against using the word groomer. Unbelievable. No. No, there should be no groomers. Yes. Thank you, Joe Rogan. And grooming is not just in sexuality. In our 1115 segment, we played to you audio from the Dublin Board of Education May 9th meeting where board member Diana Rigby, thank goodness for her, was pushing back against a curriculum description where uh, it was embracing the growing LGBTQ movement. And this course is in response to a growing, radical, conservative movement. Do you think you could get in that school with a course that talked about how to be a great husband? How to be a great wife? You think you could run that past the curriculum director for home ec class? No, home ec's probably misogynistic. And the grooming goes right down to the lowest levels. You see... Drag queen story hour at libraries. Here's a story out of Illinois. I know it's Illinois, but still. A pride fest. This, this could easy be Columbus. Probably the same thing goes on here. A pride fest coming to Lake County, Illinois, will feature a number of activities for children. From arts and crafts and affirming books to a drag queen story time and even drag kids dress up. Oh, it's harmless. It's kids. Put on your mom's clothes. Back then it was harmless. Not now. Listen, who's putting this on? The Illinois Department of Children and Family Services. They're supposed to be the ones who run Child Protective Services. And they're putting on a drag queen story time, drag kids dress up, and a drag show. And they're funded by taxpayer dollars. So you better believe I rail against it, and you better believe I'll continue to. And if you want to bring criticism...